You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning. This is uh, the Surveyor's Hour on America's Web Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Lucas. Uh, I'm an, a land surveyor and uh, attorney at law. We'll spend the next hour talking about surveying, uh, surveyors, and uh, any other related topics. As always, uh, your questions and comments are always welcome, and I would love to hear from you. Uh, you can reach me at jeff at americaswebradio.com. You can also find out more about me at my personal website, www.lucasandcompany.com. All right. Uh, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad I'm here. Um, we didn't have a live show the last couple of weeks, but uh, that's okay. I'm glad to be back. Um, coming to you live this morning. I was uh, in Texas this last weekend. They had their they had their conference, and uh, it was a really good conference. So uh, I want to give a shout out to the uh, to the people in Texas. Uh, great conference. Uh, we did all the social distancing. Uh, had a good time. It was great to be in front of a live audience again. And uh, I especially want to thank uh, DJ Kyle, the executive director of the Texas Association. Uh, she does such a great job with that uh, with that association and with her conferences. Uh, so anyway, had a good a good time. As they say, a good time was had by all. And uh, I certainly had a good time. Again, it was good to get out of the office and and uh, go meet some people. So we did that uh, this last weekend. And um, last time um, I was on the show, we were looking at uh, the case of uh, uh, Larson uh, versus um, it, uh, Montana Supreme Court case from 2011. And uh, we had gone through uh, some of the uh, black letter law in that case, and I was thinking about, well, we'll, we'll finish up with this case. That's what I was going to do next time I came on, uh, was finish up with this case. I actually went over this case, and uh, we were in Denton, Texas, uh, just north of Dallas. Went over this case there, and uh, came to realize this case is going to be really hard to go over uh, on the air. It... Um, um, it really needs a diagram uh, to go along with it to really understand what was going on. So um, I've decided to move on uh, and uh, look at another case this morning. Uh, also, I am um, I am actively looking for uh, guests to come on the program. Um, guests make it uh, easier for me and maybe more entertaining for you. Uh, so uh, I'm working on that. I ran into some people at the uh, Texas conference, uh, and I'm trying to get them uh, set up to come on, and maybe we can have some interesting guests here uh, over the next couple of weeks. But the case I want to talk about today, it's um, a really interesting case. came up in 2010, uh, Wisconsin Supreme Court. And uh, the reason it's an interesting case, first of all, it has um, – some very good uh, survey facts uh, that we can look at, and then it is basically um, retracement surveying 101. I've, I've often said uh, to uh, surveyors uh, at conferences or uh, through my newsletter that this 
this case, Northrop versus Opperman, is a is a must read for uh, the retracing surveyor, uh, especially. And it's just it it brings out the law. It um, it really uh, boils down uh, some of the principles, uh, many of the principles that are involved in retracement surveying. So we're going to take a look at it today, and I believe it'll be uh, relatively easy to uh, visualize uh, in your head uh, without having to have a graphic uh, as to uh, what is uh, happening in this case. First of all, and and I realize some of you may not, uh, even surveyors may not be that familiar with the public land survey system, Uh, and then again, maybe many of you are. But uh, in essence, the public land survey system, as as it is commonly called, uh, was the survey conducted by the federal government of uh, the great public domain. That was basically all of the land west of the Mississippi uh, that was uh, later um, acquired by the United States, except for Texas. Texas uh, was not... Uh, part of the uh, what we would consider to be the the public domain, at least Texas as we as we know it today, Texas ceded some lands uh, that were uh, part of New Mexico and Colorado and uh, all along the West Coast uh, that did become part of the public domain. But uh, when we talk about the public domain, there were thirty states that were formed out of the public domain, and what the uh, federal government wanted to do was raise money. Uh, wanted to sell the land, also wanted to populate the continent uh, from the uh, from the Atlantic to the Pacific. So there were uh, there were those considerations as well. So they um, they caused the land to be, as they say, pre-surveyed prior to this uh, this massive survey of uh, one point I believe it's one point five billion acres uh, of land, uh, which was the largest, uh, to date, the largest um, survey of land on the ground ever um, uh, ever uh, initiated and ever, ever completed, pretty much complete now, I would say. Um, they surveyed the property. It, it, it boiled down to surveying uh, these sections of land uh, into one-mile squares. Uh, there's a lot more to it than that, but that's basically what it boiled down to. Uh, they surveyed the land into one-mile squares. Prior to this survey and taking place in the original 13 colonies, uh, they didn't have this sectionalized, uh, uh, formal survey of property, pre-surveying the property in order to fix land titles to monuments that were actually on the ground. Uh, The eastern states, sometimes referred to as the meets and bounds states, uh, weren't surveyed in such a uniform fashion. So, um, <clears throat> but this, this uh, Wisconsin being one of the public land survey states, uh, we are talking about sectionalized lands here. So to give you a picture of uh, a visual, of uh, a mental picture of what we're going to be talking about here today is we're talking about, um, we're talking about section, primarily section eight and nine uh, in, let's see, let me give you the township and range. Uh, we're talking about section eight and nine in township 41 north, range one west, town of Chippewa, 
Ashland County, Wisconsin. Uh, you can, uh, if you have access to your uh, uh, to your computer, uh, it's possible you uh, have the wherewithal to find this uh, property on the ground as we discuss it. But you don't, you don't, you won't need to. So um, uh, we are talking about Section Eight, and that is one basically again a one mile square. Uh, just to the east of Section Eight is uh, Section Nine. It is also a uh, one mile square. And this also involves the common corner with Section 5, a one-mile square located to the north of Section 8, and Section 4, a one-mile square to the north of Section 9. Um, the, uh, we're going to talk about Hen Road, H-E-N-N Road. Hen Road uh, basically runs north and south, uh, somewhere in the vicinity of the common line between sections eight and nine. And then it takes a uh, 90 degree turn to the left and it runs uh, in a westerly direction. Uh, Hen Road does for a mile. And then it takes another 90 degree turn to the right and it runs north and uh, away from our scene. Uh, Opperman, for all practical purposes, uh, Opperman um, uh, owns uh, land in Section 8, and to the uh, east of him uh, are the uh, is Opperman and Borst. They own lands in Section 9. So our dispute's going to be about the boundary line between Opperman on the west, Northrop and Borst on the east, and the question is, uh, where is the section line, which would be the property line between these two, uh, uh, these, these three landowners? So uh, we have uh, we have sort of a timeline here. We're going to go over. Uh, first is we'll go back to the we're going to go back to the 1880s, 1886, I believe, and this is when the uh, General Land Office surveyors, the government surveyors, commonly referred to as GLO surveyors, they came out here and subdivided the land. So they did the original surveys for uh, section sections four five, eight, and nine. So the original surveys were laid out at that point in time. Then uh, shortly thereafter, we're not given an exact date, but shortly thereafter, uh, the local town, uh, uh, so the, there was, when the, when the government surveyors came out there, when the general land office surveyors came out there, what we're talking basically wilderness out here. Um, they're going through the virgin forest. They're setting these one mile squares on the ground. They're uh, they're chopping out the line. So if if you can imagine, when they set the line in question, and this would be the common boundary between section eight and section nine to the east, eight to the west, nine to the east. So uh, when the government surveyors ran that line, our line in question, uh, they would have been running through more than likely the virgin forest, and they would have been uh, chopping this line out so that it could be found. Uh, by uh, the settlers, so it could be found by uh, anyone interested in purchasing from the government uh, portions of Section 8, portions of Section 9, and then, of course, Sections 4 and 5 to the north. So that's what they did. They ran through the woods, they uh, chopped out the lines, they marked the lines, and they set, uh, they set corners. They would set the corner of Section 8, which would have been common, uh, the south corner of Section 8, which would have been common to Sections 8 and 9, and then the two sections to the south. 
they would have gone about you know roughly a half mile. They would have set what's what uh, is referred to as a quarter a quarter corner or the quarter section corner, and then they would have continued north for the remainder of the mile for another half mile, and they would have set uh, the monument representing the, the corner common to sections eight and nine and sections five and four to the north. So uh, this line would have been, uh, just a few years later, would have been obvious and on the ground, and the monuments would have been in place. So shortly thereafter, shortly after the uh, 1886 survey that laid out these original lines, the local town uh, condemned uh, a right-of-way uh, for uh, Hen Road, and that right-of-way uh, was uh, was reference to the section line, so many feet to the west, so many feet to the east, um, from uh, through uh, along the common boundary line between sections eight and nine, and then along the common boundary line between section eight and five. So um, they condemned for a road, and a road was built. Uh, a road was built. Now we don't have any; um, they don't bring in any evidence of exactly where the road was built, but the condemnation uh, was centered uh, on the section line. So then, shortly after, uh, not too long after that, in uh, 1907, uh, the county government uh, hired the, the county government uh, hired um, the county surveyor. Uh, to come out to this part of the you know, this neck of the woods and to uh, resurvey the section lines, to go out and replace lost corners, to retrace uh, the 1886 survey, uh, to freshen up the lines, to put corners in, um, and just uh, what they refer to as a resur- do a resurvey of the section lines. Well, for whatever reason, uh, the county surveyor in 1907, uh, the result of his survey is that um, he put the line between sections eight and six and section eight to the south and section five to the north uh, south of the center line of Hen Road, and this uh, ended up uh, creating some litigation. Okay, we're going to uh, pick up uh, right there when we come back after the break. Want to remind everybody that this show is being brought to you by. Parker Davis Quick Stakes, and uh, want everybody to enjoy them and to uh, use them. If you haven't gotten a sample, uh, call them 800-438-4387 and order your sample of Quick Stakes and or go online to quickstake.com and get them there. But, uh, you know, it is important to realize that the show is brought to you by Quick Stakes and, um, that it's very important to uh, support our sponsors and let them know that you heard about them on America's Web Radio and the Surveyor Hour with Jeff Lucas. We'll be back right after this. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not... Get a pen and paper and write down this number, 
800-438-0387 or go to quickstake.com. That's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Folks, uh, this is the Survey Hour on America's Web Radio. All right, we are discussing the Wisconsin Supreme Court case of Northrop versus Opperman. I gave you the basic background. Uh, government surveys, the federal government surveys were performed in 1886. Shortly after those lines were put in the ground, uh, the lines chopped out through the uh, through the uh, virgin forest uh, and marked uh, the local government, uh, the local town government condemned for a road to go right down the section lines. Uh, a road was built. That's a fact. A road was built. And then uh, a few years after that, in 1807, uh, for whatever reason, the county commission uh, hired the uh, county surveyor uh, or tasked this county surveyor with going out to this area of the country, area of the county, including our sections, sections uh, 8 and 9, and sections 5 and 4, to go out and resurvey those uh, those section lines to... Um, uh, reset lost corners to mark lines to the woods, set monuments, just basically refurbish, uh, supposedly refurbish the survey of 1886. Uh, uh, why they needed to do that, we don't know, but they did. So the county surveyor goes out there in 1807, and we don't have um, we don't have uh, that survey uh, at our disposal. But what we do know from the evidence that was presented at trial is that. The results of the 1807 survey uh, was, one of the results was that the county surveyor put the section line, the east-west section line between section 5 to the north and 8 to the south, south of where Hen Road was built. We don't know how far south, but far enough south where uh, the landowners in section 5 to the north of Hen Road sued the landowners to the south in Section 8, south of Hen Road, uh, for the property between the county surveyor's line and Hen Road. So that, that, uh, the surveyor, uh, put the, the county surveyor put the line be- below Hen Road. The Section 5 landowners sued the Section 8 landowners. They go to court and, uh, it, um, we don't know anything about damages, but they go to court. And um, the the court decision uh, was that uh, what the, the the resolution of the boundary dispute, basically caused by the county surveyor, was that um, Hen Road was uh, determined to be declared to be adjudicated to be uh, the the actual section line between sections five and eight. So this was a this was a, like happens on so many occasions. Surveyor goes out there for no good reasons, puts the line in a different in a different place, starts litigation, and then we go to court and uh, cooler heads prevail, uh, common sense prevails, and section uh, Hen Road, the east west portion of Hen Road, we discussed earlier, 
uh, running between sections five and eight was uh, adjudicated to be the true and correct location of the section line. Well, that wasn't good enough. Uh, a few years later in, uh, in 1912, a few years later in 1912, for whatever reason, the county surveyor goes out there again. And this time, he puts the section line between Section 5 and Section 8 north of Hen Road. This time, he's north of Hen Road. Now, they discuss in the, in the, uh, in the opinion here how uh, there, was, um, there was some uh, consternation over this new survey. First, the county, in 1907, the county surveyor's south of Hen Road. Now, in, uh, in 1912, he's north of Hen Road. But despite the consternation, despite some gnashing of teeth, the county surveyor survey gets uh, recorded in, uh, in 1917, five years later. And so now what do you suppose happens? Yes, yes. The, the, the same landowners down in Section 8 who were sued by the landowners in Section 5 uh, due to the 18, uh, 1907 survey now turn around and sue the landowners in Section 5 uh, for the land, the strip of land between Hen Road and where the uh, 1912 survey, the 1912 county surveyor's line, uh, was put on the ground. Again, uh, eventually, uh, apparently, according to what we read, uh, cooler health, uh, heads prevailed, common sense came into play, and uh, they all settled the lawsuit by stipulating, once again, by stipulating that um, Hen Road um, was the true and correct location of the section line of the section line between section five to the north and section eight to the south. So now we fast forward almost a hundred. Everybody's happy. Everybody's happy for nearly a hundred years. And we fast forward to somewhere in the neighborhood of 2004, 2005. Uh, now, not uh, not discussed in the case, but uh, or, uh, discovered in the county surveyor's records of uh, Chippewa County. Was it Chippewa County? Now, let's see here. By yours truly, uh, Ashland County. Excuse me. Town of Chippewa, Ash, Ashland County. In 2000, I, I found these records in the county's uh, online in the county surveyor's uh, in the county surveyor's office. Uh, in 2004, um, some surveyor came out there and found the southeast corner of Section Eight, which is the same as the southwest corner of Section Nine, uh, in Hen Road, in or in the vicinity of Hen Road. He went north uh, half a mile, found the quarter section corner between sections eight and nine, then continued north, and at what would be the intersection of the north-south, east-west uh, uh, trajectories of uh, Hen Road, found the section corner, ostensibly the one common to sections eight, nine, five, and four. He found that corner. Then he went west a half a mile, again in the center of Hen Road, and found that section corner. And then he continued uh, a half mile, uh, that quarter section corner, then continued a half mile west, 
and found the northwest corner of Section 8, which would be the southwest corner of Section 9. He found that corner, and he put these all in a corner record report. If you don't know what a corner record report is, uh, it is a in some sectionalized or public land survey states, uh, when you go to a section corner or a quarter section corner or maybe some other subdivision corner in a section uh, and you find it or recover evidence, uh, you write up a report and then you uh, there there will be some uh, repository for that port report to be uh, to be uh, filed. In this case, uh, it was the county surveyor's office. He filed those corner reports um, in 2004. In 2005, another surveyor came along. Uh, and this surveyor, uh, just one year later, one year later after these 2004 corner record reports that show Hen Road north-south and Hen Road east-west as being the section line, uh, one year later, uh, another surveyor comes out there um, and um, finds what appears to be or supposedly is the 1912 survey done by the county surveyor. He found the 1912 surveyors uh, survey uh, county surveyors monuments on the ground. And starting from the same location, the southeast of eight and the southwest of nine, he seems to be on a common uh, point there. Then the 1912 survey, instead of following Hen Road to the north, veers um, angles to the west uh, to the tune of about 1,600 feet after you go a mile. And he found, uh, sensibly, he found the, the 1912 County Surveyor's Monuments. Uh, this surveyor went a half mile north, found uh, the quarter corner, not in Hen Road, but to the west to the tune of some 300 feet, continued a half mile to the north to ostensibly find the common corner between eight, nine, five, and four, and now he's some 600 feet west uh, of the intersection of Hen Road and north of Hen Road as it runs uh, from west to east uh, in a very, uh, very similar to the uh, lawsuit we heard about, uh, we, we talked about earlier uh, that ensued. Uh, after the uh, county surveyor's survey was uh, was filed in 1917. So um, then continues west for a half mile to uh, and found a monument uh, some couple hundred feet north of Hen Road and then finished uh, another half mile uh, to the west uh, and not, again north of Hen Road and west of Hen Road as it heads north from that location. So in, in essence, in 2005, uh, a surveyor came along, and instead of following the line along Hen Road, as was done in 2004, he ostensibly found the, uh, 19, uh, the 1912 County Surveyor Survey. And uh, then uh, trouble, trouble ensues. Um, this, <clears throat> the results of, of this survey and finding, uh, resurrecting the 1917 survey are that, uh, Opperman's property, uh, Opperman's property, 
uh, on the west side of uh, Hen Road in Section 8 now has an ostensible wedge uh, cut out of it, a wedge from the south that starts from basically the same location. And as you go north, a mile is 600 feet wide that um, would presumably, if that's the true section line, then presumably that wedge belongs to uh, Northrop and Borst. And of course, this is when uh, this is when trouble ensues. So Opperman then uh, hires another surveyor in 2006, and that surveyor in 2006 agrees with the uh, the Hen Road location from 2004, but this time the county surveyor does not accept those reports. We'll pick up there uh, as soon as we get back from the break. And we appreciate everybody listening in to the Surveyor Hour with Jeff Lucas on America's Web Radio, and it's brought to you by Quick Stakes, Parker Davis Quick Stakes. They also have markers that are second to none. People love them. And uh, has land survey, do not remove. Land surveying marker, do not remove on them. So they are widely accepted and widely liked throughout the country. If you haven't ordered your samples of uh, quick stakes or or even the markers, uh, do it. Do it today, 800-438-0387. And uh, you'll be glad to find out all about quick stakes. They bring you the land surveyor hour. And you should uh, be thanking them for that. That's uh, They've been doing it now for years and years, ever since we started the show, as a matter of fact. And they're quite supportive of America's land surveyors and how important a role the land surveyor plays in our everyday lives. So give them a call, 800-438-0387. Quick Stakes. Does your survey supply dealer have Quick Stakes? If not, demand that they start carrying Quick Stakes. Did you know that Quick Stakes are better for your back than your local chiropractor? Lightweight and easier to use than the old heavy wooden stake. Order a sample today and prove it to yourself. Quick Stakes, your back-friendly steak. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, I am Roger B., host of the Locked and Loaded Show on America's Web Radio. Join me live every Tuesday at 1500 for the best in gun news, gun products, and gun politics. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Okay, welcome back. This is uh, your host of um, the Land Surveyor's Hour, Jeff Lucas. Uh, here on America's Web Radio, and we are uh, discussing the Wisconsin case, the Wisconsin Supreme Court case of Northrop versus Opperman. All right, we're going to wrap up the facts here in a minute. Then we're going to uh, we're going to rub these facts up against uh, what the law says. And really, the whole reason for getting to this case is to um, is because of its uh, um, because of its um, teaching power. Um, because of its uh, uh, articulation of the law based on the facts we're going over now. Okay, so basic scenario, we have Section 8, one mile square. To the east of it, Section 9, one mile square. To the north of Section 8, Section 5, one mile square. To the north of Section 9 and east of Section 5 is Section 4. Most of our action is taking place here in Section 8. Opperman 
Uh, there's other landowners in Section 8, but just you know, for, for the purposes of this discussion, Opperman, uh, Opperman will just say own Section 8, and Northrop to the north, and Borst to the south of Northrop, they own Section 9. Because those are the only players in this case. So for all practical purposes, Opperman owns Section 8. Northrop owns the north half of 9. Borst, his neighbor, their neighbor to the south, owns the south half of Section 9. So um, the 2004 survey uh, corner record reports uh, basically tracked Lynn Road, uh, excuse me, Hen Road, Running north, uh, running uh, north uh, for a mile, uh, came to uh, where Hen Road takes a ninety degree turn to the left, and tracked Hen Road for another mile till Hen Road uh, actually takes another turn, ninety degree turn to the right, and heads north. So that's what happened. In two thousand four uh, surveyor. Uh, filed reports with the county surveyor. The county surveyor accepted those reports. One year later, in 2005, another surveyor came out there and ignoring these earlier reports, somehow got on the trail of the uh, 1912 county surveyor's survey, errant survey, I might, we might say, errant survey. Remember the county surveyor in 1907 uh, went out there into this area of the country messing around with property rights and messing around with property corners. And he ended up with the section line, the east-west section line between section 5 to the north and section 8 to the south. He ended up with, with uh, the line south of Hen Road. And when he did that in uh, 1907, the landowners in section 5 to the north sued the landowners in section 8 to the south for the strip between Road and the county surveyor's determination of the section line. That uh, that uh, that went to court, uh, their circuit court in Wisconsin, and the circuit court adjudicated. The adjudication coming out of that was that Hen Road it was the true location of the section line between five and eight. Now remember, 1886. Keep this in mind. 1886. The General Land Office surveyors, the federal government surveyors, came out there and put the original section lines on the ground. And when they did, there was no road out there. Hen Road wasn't there. They're chopping the line through the wilderness, through the virgin forest. And why did they chop these lines out? So that people could find the section line. That's why they chopped them out. They chopped them out. They marked the corners. Uh, that's what they were supposed to do according to the uh, to their instructions from the surveyor general so that uh, future landowners uh, could come out there, could go to the general land office, decide where they wanted to go look for property. They would get a map uh, and, and copies of the field notes at the general land office. They would go out uh, to the field looking for markings on the ground to figure out where they were. So if someone were interested to buy in Section 8 in 1890, right after the surveys were done, they would go to the general land office and say, well, I'm, I'm interested in you know looking for property over here in this area of the county. And as they'd give them the, the plat uh, that would cover 36 square miles, and they'd give them copies of the notes, and then they could go out into the field, uh, you know, there were, 
there were no G- there was no GPS back then. I mean, they had to go to the field. They had to find a, a wagon trail or a horse trail or something to get them out there. And then what are they looking for when they're walking when they're going through the woods? They're they're looking for the cut line, the the chopped out lines, the chopped and marked lines that the government surveyors left behind, because then they'd have to walk down those lines and find a corner. Uh, following the markings down the line and find either a section corner or a quarter section corner. Then they have to read the markings on the on the posts that was in the ground, or the uh, or the witness trees that were uh, that would witness the corners to figure out where they were. So that was the reason for chopping the lines out. So in 1886, these lines are chopped out. These lines are all chopped out. Then shortly thereafter that. The county decides, along the section lines, the county decides to condemn for a road. And then a road got built that ran north between sections 8 and 9, and then took a 90-degree turn to the left and ran west for a mile between sections 5 and 8. So after the uh, 1907 uh, county surveyor came out there and and moved the section line south of Hen Road, they went to court, all the landowners went to court, and Hen Road was adjudicated the, 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 the true and correct location of uh, the section line between 8 and nine, eight and 5. Then the county surveyor, I guess, wasn't satisfied with causing that much trouble, so he came back out and caused more trouble by doing, by doing the survey again in 1912. And again, uh, uh, the, thing, the thing almost turned into litigation. Everybody stipulated that Hen, everybody basically stipulated the county surveyor doesn't know what he's doing. Hen Road is the section line. So now a hundred years go by. And we're going to start the same stuff all over again. 2004, surveyor came out and, uh, and recovered what he felt was, uh, were the best indications of the section, section corners and quarter section corner. Along the line between eight and the north, along the line between eight and nine, he's tracking Hen Road. Then he goes west for a mile, uh, tracking Hen Road, and turns in those corner record reports. One year later, another surveyor comes out and uh, apparently is um, has found has found the 1912 errant survey by the county surveyor, and he goes uh, starting at a common point. Uh, on the uh, at the at the uh, common corner to eight and nine on the south line, uh, starts veering off west of Hen Road, goes a half mile, uh, finds one of the 1912 uh, 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 monuments. He might he's probably about 300 feet west of Hen Road. Thence goes another half mile, and at this point in time, he's 600 feet west of Hen Road and has gone beyond Hen Road to the north and <clears throat> up into Section 5 and then goes west for half a mile and then continues west for another half a mile for a total of, of a mile uh, and comes up with a line that's parallel to Lynn Road, uh, Hen Road but probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 150 to 200 feet north of Hen Road. And now trouble starts all over again. So uh, the surveyor takes those monuments in 2005, turns them into the county surveyor, and the county surveyor records them. 
I know because I downloaded them. I downloaded the 2004 record reports. I downloaded the 2005 record reports. Now, what they tell us in the court opinion is that after this wedge is formed, after this wedge is formed, the north-south wedge that starts from a common corner uh, close to, uh, in the general vicinity of a common corner on the uh, uh, common to the south line of uh, sections eight and nine, it veers to the west at a half mile about three hundred feet, at a mile about six hundred feet. This creates a wedge of uh, of Opperman's property. That if that line, the, the which represents the nineteen twelve survey, if that lines the section the section line, then. Uh, there's now a wedge between Opperman and uh, Hen Road as it runs north and south, where uh, Borst would own the southern wedge and Northrop would own the northern wedge. And this is what this lawsuit's all, all about. This is what this lawsuit is all about. And if you've been following so far, then, you, then you're, you're probably coming to the realization that this isn't really a dispute at all. This just has to do with surveyors, uh, in this case, not knowing what they're doing. So um, it becomes a lawsuit. Uh, it becomes a lawsuit. Uh, Opperman ver- uh, versus Northrop and Borst. Well, right before it became a lawsuit. Here's the letter. After the uh, 2005 corner record reports were uh, were filed, then, he, then Opperman, with this wedge uh, um, separating... Uh, Opperman from uh, Hen uh, from Hen Road uh, hired his own surveyor in 2006, and his his surveyor in 2006 came out there, uh, and um, like the 2004 surveyor, uh, he tracked Hen Road for a mile to the north and then a mile to the west. Did new corner record reports in 2006. Took the new corner report, uh, corner report records down to the county surveyor, and the county surveyor refused to refused to record them. And instead, here's what the county did: um, on October 3, 2006, the county sent out uh, the uh, the uh, highway department of Ashland County sent out a letter with the following language in it to to, to landowners in this area here, okay, including Opperman, Northrop, Borst. And other landowners. It wasn't just isolated to this little area right here. Um, it has come to the attention of Ashland County that a serious mistake has been discovered with respect to property boundaries in sections 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, and 9, Township 41 North, Range 1 West, Town of Chippewa, Ashland County. For many years, yeah, for 100 years. Let me go ahead and clarify that. For 100 years, for many years, property has been utilized and occupied, and occupied based on the assumption that the town roads fell on the section lines, when in fact the section lines and section corners are up to 100 to 400 feet off of the road center lines. And six, uh, in our location, at our common uh, corner, they tell us it's 600 feet off. This discrepancy has already led to conflicts with neighboring property owners. Uh, no doubt. Uh, no doubt. What, let's, just re, let's just review. Let's just review our timeline once again. 
1886 original GLO surveys. Um, sometime after that and before 1907, the county condemned for a road. A road was built. Then 1907, county surveyor came along and do what too many surveyors do and just starts moving things around. I'm sure with double proportionate measurements, following some, you know, some supposed procedure. And he moves the section line between five and eight south of Hen Road. Litigation ensues. It goes to court, a court of competent jurisdiction, the, the circuit courts in Wisconsin, in the state of Wisconsin, and Hen Road has adjudicated the boundary. That's not good enough. County surveyor comes out again in 1912, and this time moves the section line north of the Hen Road. More litigation ensues, and this time the, the, the landowners all stipulate that Hen Road's the line. And that was good for almost 100 years until when? Until 2005. And another surveyor comes out and says, Hen Road is not the line. All right. So, it goes to court, goes to circuit court, and um, where, where it should be, and it, it gets adjudicated uh, once again that based on the best available evidence, uh, Hen Road is the section line. Uh, Opperman and Borst uh, don't like that because their surveyor told them, <clears throat> um, in essence, the 2005 surveyor told them that they own land on the other side of Hen Road. So what do they want? Naturally, they want what's theirs. Most landowners are... Um, at least in my practice and my experience, most landowners are, are honest people, uh, and they, uh, uh, they're they honest people. They only want what's theirs. They only want what's theirs. Um, and so that's that's what Northrop and Opperman are doing here. They only want what's theirs. So their landowner, uh, their surveyor told them that they own on the other side of the street, so that's what they want. They want on the other side of the street. Uh, and when they didn't get that, then they appealed, and that's where we are with this appeal. All right, I think that's, uh, is that about it, Brett? For the, ready for the break? Ready for the break. All right. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800 438 0387 or go to quickstake.com that's q-u-i-k-s-t-a-k-e dot com and order your samples ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today ladies and gentlemen boys and girls of all ages i am roger b host of the locked and loaded show on america's web radio join me live every tuesday at 1500 for the best in gun news gun products and gun politics you're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Okay, folks, welcome back. Uh, this is the Surveyor's Hour on America's Web Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Lucas. I am a land surveyor and attorney, and we are going over the case of uh, Northrop versus Opperman out of Wisconsin Supreme Court 2011. Uh, all right, so... Let's wrap this up and then uh, go over some of the law 
in the case, which is really the teaching moment with this case, at least for surveyors. We know what's happened. Uh, we know the history. And uh, one of the things we got to real uh, so what are we looking for here? We're looking for, and the court's going to talk about this, the best available evidence as to the location of the property line on the ground. Now, the best available evidence, these are sectionalized lands. So the best the best and highest uh, evidence would be the deeds, call them for Section 8 and 9, or various um, portions thereof, or the deed calling for Section 8 and 5, Section 9 and 4, etc. Um, that's the best. Your deed and then the monuments that the General Land Office put on the ground. Those are, that's your highest and best evidence as to the location of the boundary lines on the ground. Now, nobody's charging adverse possession here, which is kind of good. It kind of keeps things clean because when you charge adverse possession, you're not just talking about the loca- the factual question of location anymore. What you're talking about with adverse possession is now we're in a title fight. Uh, Northrop and Borscht are not claiming that they adversely possessed the wedge on the west side of Hen Road, uh, and Offerman isn't even uh, didn't even charge that um, he was adversely possessing uh, the wedge area uh, up to Hen Road. Okay, so nobody's so this is a clean this is this is a clean factual question uh, boundary dispute. Okay, there's no legal question here. The legal question is what is the property? The factual question is where is it located on the ground? So now, <clears throat> so and as the court is, uh, tells us in this case, we're looking for the, the what we're looking for is the intent of the deed. So, uh, Opperman owns section nine. Northrop owns north half of section. Uh, Opperman owns section eight. Northrop owns the north half of section nine. Borst owns south half of section nine. That's not exactly what they own. It's close enough for our demonstration. So the best uh, evidence is uh, Opperman's deed, Section 8, and then the monuments uh, that are on the uh, the original GLO monuments on the ground. Well, it's been so long, nobody in this case, as the court tells us, I'm just telling you what the facts are from the case, is nobody, none of the surveyors. Uh, the, the only surveyor that could, uh, that, uh, could, could answer that question would be the 1886 uh, GLO surveyors, and they're not around anymore. Uh, the 1907 county survey is uh, doesn't tell us anything relative to the original monuments. The 1912 county survey doesn't show us anything relative to the original monuments. The 2004 survey, even though it is in the correct position, is tracking Hen Road, which makes the mo- most sense here uh, of all locations, given uh, the timeline that we talked about. 1886 GLO surveys they, where they chopped out the line shortly thereafter County Road gets condemned shortly after that the County Road gets built where do you think they built the County Road off here and uh, uh, cantered off to the north and west uh, on a line that wasn't even in the ground when they built the road no they went down the chopped line that's the only thing we've talked about presumptions and inferences uh in the past, and without getting into that whole discussion, the reasonable inference, which passes the common sense test, is that they built the road right down to the chopped out uh, GLO section line. That's where they built the road. And that's where the monuments went. When they built the road, they took the monuments out. 
nobody. The 2004 surveyor who tracked Lynn, uh, Hen Road uh, with a, his corner record report, he didn't prove. They didn't. Nobody found original monuments. So now, what does the court tell us? We got to do best available evidence. What's the next best available evidence? And this is when the word acquiescence comes up in this case. And uh, as the court uh, explains to us, uh, acquiescence has has two has two meanings when it comes to uh, boundary disputes. Acquiescence can be there's the doctrine of acquiescence. It's a location doctrine, okay, and it will settle. Uh, acquiescence in that scenario is a implied agreement between the adjoining landowners. And as, uh, as the uh, Wisconsin Supreme Court said in this case, um, it's, it's very similar to the doctrine of estoppel. But uh, acquiescence in the boundary dispute uh, as a boundary doctrine, doctrine is an implied agreement to a confused or disputed or ambiguous uh, location. It will settle the location question, okay? Well, that wasn't the context within which the circuit court was using acquiescence, because acquiescence is not only a boundary doctrine, it's also an evidentiary tool. The acquiescence of the people for a hundred years uh, into Hen Road as the true location of the section line um, is uh, is evidence is evidence that it's the true line so uh, one of the things uh, Northrop was uh, was uh, Northrop appealed uh, Opperman appealed on some other little uh, uh, little issues but basically the the uh, at the at the circuit court Opperman or Hen Road in essence gets adjudicated the boundary line so Opperman wins uh, Northrop uh, appeals and Northrop was charging that the circuit court got it wrong because uh, parties, the parties, uh, acquiescence as a, as a boundary doctrine is, a, is an implied agreement uh, between the landowners to settle uh, a confused, disputed, or ambiguous location. And they're arguing, well, you can't, people cannot agree, landowners cannot agree to move a section line can't do that because section lines are quote-unquote infallible and unchangeable and immovable that's uh that's what uh, that's what the courts have come down to say about section corners because uh, uh because that's what federal law says about them they're immovable immovable unchangeable but as we know surveyors move them all the time uh point in fact case in fact the county surveyor moved the section lines, number one, from their true location in Hen Road, moved them first in 1807, and then came back out there and moved them again, excuse me, in 1907, and then came back out there again and moved them in 1912. Surveyors move section lines around. They're supposed to, it's supposed to be immovable and unchangeable. Um, but that wasn't the, uh, as, as our uh, Supreme Court uh, Chief Justice Shirley Abrahamson uh, points out in this opinion, uh, that is not the, um, that's not the, the context within which, um, hold on, i got to decline this. Uh, that's not the context 
uh, within which the circuit court was using the word acquiescence. The context within which the circuit court was using acquiescence was the long-held 100 years of of occupation, reliance, and acceptance of Hen Road as the section line uh, is became when the original monuments came up missing. Uh, when there was there, nobody could prove anything, the best and highest available evidence, the deeds and the original monuments, there were no original. The deeds are, we still have the deeds, but the, there were no original GLO monuments. Nobody proved anything relative to the monuments. So now, what's our next best available evidence? Do we just give up on the boundaries? No, we don't give up on the boundaries. The court, the court doesn't give up on the boundaries. The court has to make a decision. Somebody has to make a decision. And so that's what the court did. Using acquiescence in the evidentiary sense. The 100 years of reliance and recognition of Hen Road as the true and correct section line became, in this case, the best available evidence as to the true location of the line. And that's the only thing that makes any sense. That's the only thing that makes any sense in this case. This this 1912 line that the surveyor came up with in 2005 and 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 basically uh, flagged up and 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 made available uh, on the ground for all to see wasn't even there when the road was built. Wasn't even there when the road was built. The reasonable inference to be drawn from uh, from the timeline we were given is that when they condemned for the road, they knew where the road they knew where the section line was. Unfortunately, uh, for the land surveying profession, uh, there are a lot of surveyors who don't want to deal with common sense. They don't want to deal with common sense because. Uh, because their measurements, I, I don't know. It, it's it, I got to speculate on this. I, I'm a, I'm assuming it's because they trust their measurements more than they trust common sense, I, or they trust these, you know, or they're looking they're looking for some novel answer here. They're looking for some, you know, some surprise, some, you know, I got you kind of moment. Uh, I, I don't know what it was. Uh, the, the the 2004 records were there for all to see, and then 2005 came out and found a night the 1912 survey that was that was that was already rejected in 1917, already rejected by the landowners. That that line was uh, and and that county surveyor's survey his survey was never accepted. Neither one of them uh, the. Uh, 1907 uh, or the the 1912. Red, I uh, um, I lost track of the, I lost track of the time there. We are we about wrapped up? Okay. All right, folks. Well, listen. Uh, uh, come come uh, talk to us again uh, next week, and we'll we'll do it again on America's Web Radio. Thank you so much. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.